Hey, I'm Fred. And I'm Ed. And this is Create a Generation. Create a Generation of Hype. All right, it's back, Frederico, back for another edition of... Q&A Roulette. Q&A Roulette. <laughs> so I reckon uh, let's get into it and find out what's going to happen. Let's get into it. Do we need to explain it? I think so. We've got a funny spinning wheel. We get asked hundreds and hundreds of questions from creators all over the world about how to succeed on YouTube and not make great online video content. So we've put them on this <laughs> special you say, spinning wheel. Did you say thing. not make great online video content? I have no idea what I just said. Maybe. You want to do it again? Let's just get into it. All right. Do you want to spin up the first one, Frederico? Yes. Let's get going with the first question. I think our wheel's busted. Stop spinning. Hold on. Hold on. on. (laughs) There it is. There it is. 164. All right. 164. What do I need to do to ensure a collab or a collaboration works for me? The main thing is, is fit. Like collaborating with the right collaborator. Hey, <laughs> but um, making sure that fit, like the audience, the type of content you guys you create, is is going to resonate with the other creators' audience and with your audience. Um, and from what we've seen in our experience, that that uh, fit, that how close you and the collaborator are, and the audience needs to be quite quite close. Um, so that's probably the like that's the main thing is making sure the the fit is right. Um, yeah, you want so you want there's be... no value in having a very big creator who is willing to collaborate with you and but their audience isn't interested in your content and your in- audience isn't interested in theirs. You'll end up creating something that doesn't do anything for anybody. Exactly, it's that 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 synergy that. Synergy is what you're looking for. Um, yeah, a right audience, right fit. Obviously, the content has to be right for you and the audience, and then you're basically going to get one audience come across to the other one. It's what the whole idea of a collaboration basically is. Um, and if that doesn't work, and the other audience, you know, that like Hanson, a huge creator, if that audience just doesn't care. It's just not going to go anywhere. It'll be all our time and effort will be for not much. So, yeah, collapse. Yep. But a good collab can be amazing, and we've seen channels grow from you know, tiny channels to mega channels just because they had the right collaboration. So, yeah, you can do it. And you'd be surprised, like, how many big creators work with small creators. Like, you know, like we work with the Internet Historian, and he works with a bunch of small creators he really just loves creating content with. Um, and it's really helped their channels along. So, you know, just reach out to that, uh, that creator if they've got the right type of audience and see how you go. All right. I'm going to give the wheel a bit of a spin. Bit of a spin. Spin her up. Let's see where she ends up. Sounded like a very small spin. Oh, dear. Only it came on to number four. All right. <laughs> Do I need a good personality to be a YouTuber? <laughs> Do I need a good personality to be a YouTuber? Um, I think you've got to find what, what good is. I think you need something that's watchable. Um, and I've seen, you know, what, what could potentially be like very deadpan personalities um, still do okay because the person themselves brings personality even through that right so the way they tell the story you know even the even a deadpan web telling a story is effectively a personality and if that matches the content you're creating and if that you know connects with the audience and there's nothing really wrong with that so you need some personality but mainly the idea is is that personality going to connect to the audience you're working with um, and the content you're working with and if that does match then that's good um but on the other hand, I've seen like treme- people have tremendous personalities and their channels go absolutely nowhere because effectively, you know, the audience don't engage with them. 
um, or they find there's something that's incongruous between what they're saying and who they are. So you don't need a good personality. You just need a personality necessarily that matches your style and audience. Mm. And yeah. Like a lot of people look at YouTube from the outside looking in and they're like, oh, if I'm, if, if I'm going to make a YouTube channel, I'm going to have to be that person who is just, hey, guys, welcome to my channel. And that works for some people. And yes, that is personality, but it's not for everyone. It's not for every channel. You don't have to be that YouTube stereotype. Yeah. There's much, much more to exactly to creating great content. Than yeah. And especially if you have one. an explainer channel, I find that, you know, a lot of the people who run explainer channels may not have what is traditionally known as a good personality, but the way they can explain how something works is very, very good. Um, you know, and, you know, I watch a bunch of explainer channels and I often find that the best creators on those channels aren't magnetic in their personalities. It's that they are so clear in the way they communicate um, about what they're doing and how to do it and how you can do it too that makes it very watchable. Can I do a plug? Sure. No, but no, um, no. If it's cycling, you're not going to. No, I, I'm no. no. All right. I, I don't talk about cycling on this podcast. Everyone's <laughs> yeah, like, what? You, what are you talking you about? Do. I, my bike when we talk about, when we talk to Briny B. And that's, a, that's about it. But anyway, um, Andrew Price uh, in, in, in our podcast with Blender Guru, he, he talks about finding his personality. He did try like the, hey guys, and he's an educational explainer type channel, um, tutorial channel, and he found his like happy place that is authentic to him and connects with people. And it is definitely not the, Hey guys, this and he had yeah, like he found that place. But you can hear that story that told much better than me um, from Andrew on our episode with Blender Guru. We will that's the plug. We will link that in the description, and um, yeah, you can watch it. Totally cool. All right, um, I, am I picking? Uh, whose turn is it? I don't know. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. Long, interesting one. It's yours. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'll, so I'll you get to spin it up. Yeah. Let's give All it a spin. Right. 196, 196. All right, so hmm, what is the best format on YouTube? <laughs> well, that's a very good question. Mm. Well, am I allowed to say I don't know? Maybe no, we should no. explain what a you, format is. You can well. say I don't know, but you can't say it depends. Oh, well, because you know what happens when you know what happens when it. you say the words it depends. If everyone remembers last episode of of uh, Q&A roulette, I answered every answer with depends. Um, and I threatened to play the menu log a song if you do that. So let's yeah, not do that. No one, no one wants to hear that. Why well, do? Um, no, no. Well, a format is basically the structure of your video. I mean, that's the best way. We probably should contextualize this just in case you don't know. It's like, you know, the style of video, whether that's a, an, a vlog is a format, a, a two, a listicle, um, let's play. There's There's dozens and dozens of formats and Matt Geelan writes a, a great article on the different YouTube formats as well. Um, it's, is it's, there... it's called the taxonomy of formats, I think. Check it out. Yeah, the yeah. taxonomy of YouTube videos. We'll yeah. get that right and share that properly. What are we talking about? Formats. Is there a, is there a best one? I'm trying to skirt around the D word and yes and no and that sort of stuff. Fred, save me here because I'm just going to say it and I don't really want to hear Right. Well, I guess you're, statistically there are formats that tend to do better in terms of success and what that that success varies a lot, I, I guess. Um, so I guess entertainment, um, 
comedy uh, as genres generally um, do pretty well. Um, explainers do, explainers, uh, educational videos do very well. But in terms of the actual format itself, you know, it does vary. Um, there is no one particular format that if you do, it will be the winning one. Um, we've seen people who've taken obscure formats um, and reinvent them and do incredibly well from them. We've seen people who take explainer formats and do things like, you know, do them without any, any like like talking, for example, like um, John Plant does from um, primitive technology, primitive technology, and uh, and do extremely well. So yeah, it's there's no one winning format. Um, it's basically how you adapt that format. Like uh, like Anne said, there are some very set formats on YouTube, and typically what happens is most channels that succeed are a variation of that format. Um, but it's how you vary that format. What happens where it becomes problematic is when you say, oh. I love vlogging and I love Casey Neistat's style. And then you just basically copy that exact format. Um, and then it really doesn't do anything. It's because like, you know, there are 20,000 teenage boys trying to copy that format and people don't want to see that necessarily again. So what I'd say is find a format you like um, that works for you, add your own style to it and start developing that out. And that is probably the best format for you. So short answer on Fred is depends. Okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> this episode is definitely not sponsored by Menulog. It is sponsored by Snoop Dogg, by the uh, way. Someone will eventually go out and think, you know what? I'm going to buy some Menulog, and we've just done Menulog a, 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 mm. a favor. Anyway, anyway I'll spin. I'll spin one up. Let's right. spin one up. Hundred and forty-five. Ah, oh, this is relevant. Should I upload my podcast to YouTube? You can, of course, upload your podcast to YouTube. A couple of things on that, though. Um, Podcast formats are typically quite a bit longer than YouTube videos. A podcast episode might go for like half an hour to an hour, even more than that. Um, And YouTube videos tend overall to be a bit shorter. So if you're putting up something that is that long, it can sometimes naturally scare people away by the, the, the length of it. Um, and they may not watch as much of it, especially because there's not much variety. Typically podcasts, if there is any video at all, it's very static shots. Um, you know, just person to person and that's it. So it's not as great. So visually it's not as entertaining. Um, and then people might drop off too. So what's going to happen if people drop off when they're watching your podcast is it'll tell the system that they're only interested in watching, you know, 5 or 10% of, of the video and that's not great for, you know, viewer retention. Um, so... You can upload your podcast. Um, it's some very popular podcast to go up and, and they do fine. Um, but what I generally do if you're going to start out is probably put a shorter version of the podcast up on YouTube, like a summary or um, the highlights of your podcast, maybe 10, 20-minute episode, and then refer to it being um, you know, on an audio server somewhere else and, and put the links in for that. It's probably what I do. Um, also, I guess YouTube is sort of more emerging as a podcast form, uh, platform um, and they're probably going to be building tools into it. This is my guess um, to help the system better understand a podcast from another bit of content um, so it can better serve that as well. So, yeah, you can do it. Just make sure you make it fit for the audience and, you know, give it a couple of tweaks like, you know, shortening it up, maybe adding some visuals to it um, and letting people know that they can go to another place to listen to the full one if they are interested. Yeah, for those of you who are just listening, these podcasts of ours are on YouTube, and that's kind of what we do. Um, we don't do a whole heap to make them mm, customized for YouTube, other obviously video, but you do get to see us, and that's 
you know, and well worth, worth it. watching it on YouTube. One thing, Fred, people always talk about, yeah, but Joe Rogan does it, and that's all he does is like static shots of him sitting in a room. Yes. Like, well, fir- firstly, yes, Joe Rogan does it, but he has like Joe Rogan like clips, right? So he has clips from his podcast, which are also very popular. Um, I think he does put up the whole podcast, but the clip ones are extremely popular um, as well, uh, which is short excerpts from sometimes, which are very, very, very long podcasts. Um, also, and I'm going to make this point generally for creators, when people say, oh, look, my this big creator does it this way, I'm going to do it this way too. Don't forget that there's a core set of rules that does apply for everyone and then there's a specific set of rules for people who already have reached a certain height. And that's not just the systems doing it, that's because the audience accepts certain things from those creators and they've um, those creators have created certain behaviors in those audiences, right, which will necessarily not match for you. So Joe Rogan's podcast might be magnetic and he's got people listening to these three-hour things you know, religiously. So when they come to the YouTube podcast, they'll sit there and they'll watch or listen to it, right? But if a new creator gets on there and says, I'm going to make a three-hour podcast and put it online and they're surprised when no one wants to watch it, keep that in mind, right? So yes, there are things you need to do to get to that level first. All right, let's spin one up. Frederico, give it up. All right, I think, it's, I think I'm spinning this time. 72. Uh, how do I earn money from live streams? That's a good one. I can answer that too without saying. You know what? I think all these questions are good questions. I think everyone. Yeah, no, pretty... no, no. I just, I'm just happy that's not a vague answer. Mm. Uh, there's a couple of key ways to earn money from live streams. There's the sort of main one. If you your channel's monetized, is this super chat um, where people basically can pay to get their comments uh, featured, um, which is Sounds people like, oh, that sounds really simple and why would would you? But then that's, you know, like a, a way to, for people to in, engage with their favorite creator and, and get noticed. But you can also build into your format ways for these people to be acknowledged or they get some uh, value out of it, whether that's like they get their question answered if it's a help channel or um, some people build cool things in where like sound effects and lights and things go off and they acknowledge their their super chatters um and there's a whole myriad of ways you can do that there's also um super stickers which is very similar but you pay for uh little emoji type gift little stickers um probably not as useful but still there um and obviously like the other ways you you know you can earn revenue is, is is probably the other ways you can earn revenue through YouTube. You you know you've got your audience there, you've got them captive. You can ask them to do a specific thing, buy merch. You can feature your merch. You can um, run limited time discounts for things that you're promoting right there and then for those people who are have have joined you live. Uh, they're probably the the sort of simplest cleanest ways to earn money through your live stream yeah i was watching a live stream with dr disrespect the other day and uh watching the super chat come up on the screen the numbers and it was insane how much money he was making just from these questions and these super chats coming up on the screen and also um you can drive memberships right so youtube had memberships Mm -hmm. built in and the amount of members who were, were signing up was also pretty incredible um so, yeah, live viewership, live streaming is a great way to um, to to earn revenue, and there are a bunch of ways you, you can do it. Um, the inbuilt easy ones are things like the super chat and the membership and so forth. But yeah, you can do a, a brand placement as well. 
um, and organize with a brand to do that and, you know, drive merch, like Anne said. There's so many new ways that are that are, are being built all the time. And I think YouTube are putting more effort into finding ways to make, you know, live um, video even more popular. Well, sorry, even more profitable because it is so popular. So, yeah. Um, and I, I think with, with, with to cap it off, I think live is like the perfect example of when you've got someone's attention, mm. right? Like it's, it's mm. happening right here and right now. It's, it's a moment in time mm. when someone takes that effort to be there at that moment, that's they've, you've really got their attention, right? Like you can tune into a, a standard YouTube video when it suits you, but when it's live, it's that, that really captive audience. So yeah. um, the opportunity to capitalize there from a financial perspective is, um, is, is probably greater. Yep. Um, Ant mentioned before, like, uh, when people do something like make a super chat donation or something like that, you can get your lights to be set off and stuff in the background. There's a programs that integrate with YouTube that then create interactions with things like, you know, your smart home and that kind of thing. So um, uh, a program like it's called If That Then This, uh, which you can jump online and check out. Um, and you can just say, you know, if this basically happens in, in YouTube, then it creates like my smart home bulb to turn pink, for example. So um, yeah, it's a, Way to create another little bit of engagement that makes it really fun because the person can actually see what what's happening. One more, you uh, get one more. I get one you more. Don't get, yeah, you don't escape this so uh, easily, Frederico. I'm going to spin it up sure? one more time. All right, we'll spin it up one Bonus more question. time. One more time. Bonus question. Well, a quick one at the end. <laughs> Come on, Ant, make it good, son. Ah, oh, yeah. All right, 211. Will a dislike do damage to my channel? You son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> um, no, it won't. Uh, well, no, not really. So um, I guess back in the day, likes and dislikes were considered really important indicators of how good, I guess, a video was. Um, Sorry, can I stop you? It was like, oh, let's do one quick one. Uh, back in the day. <laughs> when I was a young boy on YouTube, <laughs> there were a lot of likes and dislikes and virality. Uh, All right, no, no, but it, it it was it was a bigger indicator because it was one of the only you know very visual ways that people could see what what was happening, and you know I guess for the system itself, it it was an indicator of what people thought of the video. But now the systems are smarter, and they can do things like you know understand watch time and retention and audience patterns and stuff. So the likes and dislikes buttons aren't as aren't as important overall for the video. I guess they, you know, visually when people see a video that has a lot of likes, they might tend to watch it a bit more. Um, I think it's probably more important personally because YouTube is trying to personalize the experience for everyone. So if you go to a bunch of videos and you dislike them, it probably sends the system an indication that, you know, you don't like that type of video, so it's not going to serve you that type of video. Um, but it won't destroy that person's video because that person's video might be popular with a lot of other people. So personally, I think it probably is quite relevant um, overall for your video, mildly. Probably if if the thumbs down teaches... YouTube, what videos you don't want to watch, no one will ever watch a YouTube Rewind ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, YouTube Rewind. I think they're probably stuck in a cycle that they're never going to get out of. Uh, It's like watching a car crash. Anyway, that's it for this episode of Creator Generation. Uh, If you do have questions you'd like answered about YouTube or online video, shoot them through to us. We'll pop them them onto the... Oh, God. We'll pop them onto the wheel of... Goodness me. Spin them up and we'll give them an answer. I'll put them right in. Put them right out. All right. Till next time. Bye. Create a generation. Look on the mic.